Hello and welcome to the Hard Talk Podcast. Are you an addict, abuse victim, broken-hearted, or you just want to find your purpose in God? Well, this is for you. Tell me your story. Show me your Join us each week as we share insightful biblical teaching, personal experiences, and interviews with people who have been there to encourage you on your path to healing. We promise you won't remain the same. And now, here's your host, Gloria. I'll show you what love sees, what love sees you. What a joy to know that I have you listening into this podcast. Uh, before anything else, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody that took the time to download and listen to our Emotional Death series. We received feedback from quite a number of people. Some people met us physically, others sent messages, and all of them were very encouraging. And trust me, we know that God is doing great works. Remember, this is not just a talk show. This is not just... Um, a time where we come to just talk. This is this is God reaching out to you in ways that you have never thought. This is God speaking to your heart. And uh, like I said, um, I promise that we are going to be doing much more of these episodes. And uh, today I'm introducing a new series, which is called Faith Through the Storm. I don't even know what to say. I am very excited. I am very expectant personally because I know God is going to speak to us through this series. And um, as we are doing this today, I, I have, after praying and, and, and asking God about it, I feel like I needed to talk to people that have been through the fire, people that have been through the heat of the battle, people that have gone through the worst, but they have kept their faith in God. And I know that uh, as we keep hearing from them, God is going to speak to you also who is out there and I pray that you are ministered to in every way. So today I am joined by a friend of mine. Yes, please introduce yourself to us. Just tell us um, what you want us to know about you before we dig into the story. Okay, my name is um, Kahunde Jacqueline Moviru. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a granddaughter, I'm an accountant by profession, I'm a business person. Mm. I love God with all my heart. I love him so much. So, so much. When I start talking about God, I feel there's so much I can't express in words that mm. he has done and seen me through. Mm. And yes, I think that's it. Wow. The, the, the bit of love in God is also getting me <laughs> feeling like... oh. It's already exciting. So, um, just like I introduced, we are talking about faith through the storm. Would you mind taking us through your story? I know you're a woman of faith because I know a bit of your story. I just want you to speak to us of how, um, um, just take us to how did you grow and, you know, um, yeah, let's let's hear you. Okay, um, I'll try to start from the beginning. I'm an only child. Not because I was born alone, but we were born two, mm. and I lost my brother in between there. As time went by, I lost my mother, and uh, I was left with my dad. And he also passed away after a few years, but the whole story is that after secondary school, because I lost my mom in S2, mm. I moved on to study SCCA, okay. and while I was studying, 
Um, I met a person I used to date, and while at campus, I did whatever campus people do. Hang out, go to class, get a boyfriend, or two or three or four. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, that is what happened. And So you had how many? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I don't remember really how many they were, but mm. yeah, they were a few. O- all at once or one at a go? You mix it up, that's what... <laughs> It used mm. to happen, yeah. Mm. Yes. So eventually, um, I moved on to dating one person because I realized I was not getting any younger. So maybe if I could ask a question, you have lost your, you said you lost your brother, mm. and then you lose your mother, yes, and you are with your father. So, mm. what you're doing at campus right now is it a result of uh, a pain you've not dealt with, or I don't know. Tell. Yes, it is. It is more of I'm trying to cover up. I'm trying to look for that love that I felt I didn't get because mm-hmm. my father was um, absent, let me say, in a way that he worked up country and I saw him once every month. Mm-hmm. So it was not really the, the kind of family I had. I felt I needed more out mm-hmm. of it and I kept trying to find it in these men mm-hmm. who were also looking for their own thing. <laughs> Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So mm. after that, mm. you are uh, talking about your life at campus. Yes, at mm. campus, I realized that I was not getting any younger, mm. and I decided to settle down with someone who was not ready to settle down. Okay. And out of getting give, getting pregnant, mm. I thought if I got pregnant, he would want to be with me. Mm. And I got pregnant, told him about it, and when I told him about it, he was not happy. He told me he was not ready to be a father. Okay. And I talked to my dad, and my dad told me it is okay. We'll look after you and your baby. If he's not interested in being uh, a father, mm. in our home we do not throw children. So if I could just... Uh get it clearly you have a you get into a relationship this time around feeling like you need to settle after all the other ones who are not serious and then you get pregnant to make the relationship strong and then the baby daddy says he doesn't want then um when talking to my father because i didn't know what to do after the guy told me he didn't want a baby yet Mm -hmm. my father tells me it's okay how many months had you advanced in in pregnancy, that's this time. That was about, I was about three months pregnant, mm. and I'd been with this person for about three years, going to four. Okay. So I believed there was nothing else that was keeping us from being serious. Mm. <laughs> so You're right. Since he was not doing anything about it, I made, I took it upon myself to mm. get pregnant. And so he's not proposing, he's not what, so, and yet three years of a relationship, what are we doing here? Mm. Exactly. Mm. So I get pregnant, and my nine months go by, mm. and the day for giving birth was to 29th April 2012, mm. and things didn't go as planned because I had intended to give birth to my baby naturally, mm. but I lost the baby because of prolonged labor. I went to a hospital that didn't have a theater. It was mm. a private hospital. Mm. I thought because they put it out there that I would be able to push my baby and give birth. Mm. 
being that as a first time mother and all mm. they convinced me that I could pos- positively push my baby and give birth mm. after prolonged labor and I'm told the baby was too tired to survive after being taken to the nursery and I lost the baby the pain of having carried 9 months being induced mm. getting to the theater you cut and you come home with no baby mm. everything is there you bought you planned you've you know you prepared your whole life around this one person that was supposed to come home with you and mm. they didn't come home and you didn't even make it to the barrio So at this time are you still staying with your father because we know that the baby dad is not there and then mommy died and the brother so is is your dad around Yes he's actually taking care of everything he's like he's at the forefront of it all he paid my medical bill he took me to the hospital he generally took it on mm. and it was a loss at both ends because he was also looking forward to seeing this grandchild Mm. And then that was April. Mm. And then in December 2012 my father tells me he is having complications with his health. Mm. And I am thinking to myself, no, I can't be going through this again. Mm. And he tells me he's supposed to be taken off certain medications so that his kidney can actually be able to re- regrow itself. Mm. and it was going to be the second time it was happening and he was also not convinced that he would go through it and come out successful on the other end mm. so we got into praying i i quit alcohol okay. around that time because i i realized alcohol was not doing it for me i had just lost a child and took i taken on drinking like it was the only thing left to do mm. and it was not helping me as far as I'd come and here I was going to lose my dad and I clearly knew alcohol was not going to help me mm. so I had I made a decision to let it go were you christian at this time or not yet not yet okay i was still doing my own thing i was not yet christian mm. then um when i let go of alcohol i was like okay so what is there to do mm. what who can i hold on to mm. because i didn't have a mom i didn't have a brother the baby i had planned my life around and man mm. had uh, passed away and then the father of the baby didn't want to know after we lost the child he was like you know what me have even gone he mm. he left the country and now the one person who stood by me through all this was telling me he's going to he's not sure if he's health is going to be well and mm. generally he's in short he's telling me prepare in case anything happens mm. but he's not trying to put it into my face that way mm. so i started seeking god and as i sought god i came to a friend of mine who i used to drink with now for him he used to drink and then on sunday he would go to church <laughs> <laughs> sorry let me laugh at that one <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. So, he was the nearest to a church person I knew in my life, in my mm. circles at that moment. So, I reached mm. to him and I asked him where do you pray from? And he directs me 
and I make my way to the church. That okay. Sunday he hadn't gone, mm. but I went and prayed, and I felt a peace about certain things. I managed to talk to the pastor mm. who counseled me, who talked to me, and we prayed, mm. and I felt a peace about my dad, my dad's situation. Okay. So when uh, 2013 came, Mm. And the treatment was started in February. My dad didn't make it past 18th March. He passed away on the 18th of March 2013. And, yeah, we buried him on the 20th. And it it was, I I was empty. I felt empty. I felt, why? Mm. Why me? Why now? What am I doing here? Because the one question I remember asking myself is, I've lost everybody. Mm. What am I still doing here on earth, God? Mm. What is it that I'm here for? Because mm. I'm feeling like I'm on my own at this moment. Mm. When the world stops mourning, usually the person who has lost somebody, that's when you start. And the world does not see that this person is just starting to mourn. They expect mm. you to be moving on as they have as well. But Did you have any friends around you at this time? What about the relatives? Any people around you? Family? Extended? Uh, I did. I had uh, friends. I had mm. a few friends and relatives as well but because they are up country and i'm in kampala they would just call check on you for a few minutes and the phone call ends and you have to mm. you know carry on from there and on the phone call you have to be like yeah i'm okay but okay exactly mm. so that they don't have to worry about you or mm. move you to the up country where you don't want to go mm. for your safety because if they sense that you're not okay they won't be like okay you need to park Mm. Leave Kampala, come to Tororo or come to Fort Porto. Mm. And you, life has never been that exciting in those places because we usually need to go there like in Christmas time mm. while your cousins are all around who make it, you know, exciting. And then you all go back to where you came from. Mm. So living in the village was not an idea I had. So whenever they would call, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good doing very fine, I'm doing mm. this, that, and the other, but when the call ends, you're in tears. I know, yes. And after that, mm. my friends used to check on me. There was a friend of mine who actually moved in with me, fortunately, because mm. she just felt that she needed to move in. I think it was God's doing. Okay. Because at some point, I became suicidal. Mm. I was asking, what am I here for? What am I doing here by myself? What is mm. the point of being here? Mm. So after that... Time went on, and uh, I met uh, the father of my children, my husband, my friend. Before, <laughs> Before we get there, um, uh, there's that part where you told me that uh, you had conceived again. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so I'd, when I had just come back from hospital... After the operation and the burial of the baby, my dad was still alive by then. I was raped by the father of the baby we had just lost. So where does he find you? I thought he had gone and how does he come back? That was before he left. Okay. Yes. It was actually one month after the hospital. 
Mm. He had not yet left the country. Mm. My dad was still alive, though he was working in, in Toro and I was in Kampala. So I invite him to come and help me because I was still having to deal with my scar and all. Mm. So he comes over and in the night he goes to drink and comes home high mm. and he rapes me and I conceive another baby. Okay, so he rapes you when the sky is still fresh mm. and uh, he was not taking care of you during that time? He was not the one taking care of me. It was my father, but he had to leave mm. to go do some work. And instead of living in the house alone, I made a decision to call him to come mm. and at least spend a night or two till mm. my dad comes back. Oh, okay. And he left home like to take a walk, an evening walk. Mm. He's like, let me come back, let me take a stroll, I'll be back and then a few minutes. I was like, okay. So he goes and while he was away, he drinks his alcohol and comes home drunk. And in the night, he forces himself on me and uh, after that night, I didn't see the periods, I didn't see anything coming, and I started feeling a bit of pain inside. I sent for an emergency kit for mm. checking pregnancies, and I was pregnant. And I tried to inquire from my gynecologist, who told me it was too soon. To yeah, of course it's too soon because the... Your stomach cannot carry with a, f a fresh uh, scar. Yes, yes. Mm. So I had to do an emergency um, eviction. They call it vacu vacuuming or something. I am not sure how they term it medically, but it had to be done. And I lost two children in a year. That's already hard to take it because... I mean, I have a lot of questions. If, if that baby daddy was here, I would literally be punching him right now but at that very very place where the doctor says that you cannot carry this child and then the child dies we want to know how did you move on from there in our next uh, episode i pray that even as we take on the second part you will be here to listen and know jack is one of those women that I know God has given a lot of faith so hearing this story again i am thinking the devil is a liar. So, yeah, let us stop it here. Then, God bless you. We'll return with part two. Thank you for tuning in. A special thanks to our first-time listeners. We hope you liked it. If you would like to speak to any of us, call at talk on 0703-014086 or email us at www finepulse.org You can also visit our Facebook page at Fine Pulse Church. We can't wait to hear from you. Remember, God loves you. You are not alone. Until next time, goodbye. I came for your story I came for your wounds To show you what love seems